Good evening, this is Quintus Curtius again, and welcome back to the podcast. And in this podcast tonight, we're going to talk about a subject that is close and dear to nearly everyone's hearts, and that is how to improve and sharpen our powers of thinking and reasoning. How to sharpen our powers of reasoning. That's going to be the subject for tonight's podcast. Because we've all been in the situation where we've seen arguments written down or heard them spoken, where the elocutioner of those arguments, the person speaking in those arguments, is not making logical sense. The propositions do not follow adequately adequately from one to the other. There's a lot of fuzzy thinking. There's a lot of mishmash of different ideas jumbled together. And we don't want to be this person. We don't want to be this person. We want to be able to present clear, cogent, disciplined, and convincing arguments so that our propositions that we're trying to communicate will be viewed as more valid than those of our opponents. So how do we do that? How do we go about sharpening our powers of reasoning and thinking? Well, believe it or not, there are some very specific techniques and exercises that can be done to do just this. And you may have heard of various different exercises along these lines before. But I think the ones that I'm going to talk about are probably ones that you have not heard before. So for that reason alone, it's worth taking under advisement. So we're going to do that tonight as I go over those techniques for improving our powers of thinking and reasoning. Let's start out with some basics. Let's start out with some basics. The first thing we have to understand is our our methods and powers of thinking are products of two things, two different things, nature and fortune. What do I mean by that? Well, nature meaning our genetic our generic genetic inheritance. What we get, what we bring to the table genetics-wise, what our environment was when we when we grew up, what we were born with, just our own background and what we actually bring to the table, which was conferred on us by nature herself. And the other component of our way of thinking is just the accidents of fate or fortune. We are a product of our experiences. We are a product of our experiences, our background, our you know, those stressful or traumatic experiences that we had or joyful experiences that we had growing up or throughout our lives. These are the types of influences that have made us uh, have certain ways of thinking. So the two inputs here, nature and fortune, and that's true in so many different ways. Now, again, another preliminary matter, which is practically self-evident, but I'll say it anyway, if we're talking about thought and thinking, it goes without saying, almost without saying, that we need to have good health. You can't think clearly and you can't produce good thoughts if garbage is going into your body. Garbage in, garbage out. And I used to have a a, uh, a teacher that would say that many years ago when I was in college. He would he would he would tell us. Uh, garbage in, garbage out. And he was a, a teacher that taught something called system dynamics. And that was about how systems 
respond to feedback and operate and things like that. It was a kind of an interesting course, and it was something that um, one of the few classes that I retained in memory over the years. Anyway, sound health, that's a preliminary first component, and that's composed of diet, rest, you know, you know, our, our diet, rest, our lifestyle, and those things contribute to our sound health because, again, without good nutrition, without good lifestyle, you're not going to be able to think clearly no matter what. Someone who has not had enough rest can't think clearly. Someone who is not is suffering from the advanced stages of malnutrition is not going to be able to think clearly. Now, you may think these are self-evident and can be passed over without saying, but it's not always true. It's not always true. Garbage in, garbage out. Remember that. Now, the other thing we need to understand as a preliminary proposition is the idea that we actually can change our thinking patterns and we can make our method of thinking more logical and more rigorous. You can move from the fuzzy thinking, unconvincing person who advances arguments to someone who has razor-sharp and incisive comments or arguments to present. And at some point you're going to find this to be necessary because you're going to be confronted with situations where you have to respond on your feet. You have to be able to think on your feet. You have to be able to give presentations. You have to be able to convincingly respond in arguments or the normal give and take of life. And if you are unable to carry an argument from preliminary propositions to a clear conclusion, you're not going to be taken seriously. And we've all seen it. We see it in internet forums. We see it in arguments in our day-to-day life. We see it with our friends, lovers, with our family. We see it all the time. And you don't want to be that dolt, that dunce, that dork, who can't open his mouth and speak clearly and think clearly. Okay? All right. So now let's get into the heart of my first suggestion for improving your powers of thinking and reasoning. Okay, this is something I guarantee you've never heard anywhere else. Well, probably never heard anywhere else. And I'm going to tell you what it is. Now, before you roll your eyes, I want you to hear me out and listen to my arguments and then try it out for yourself. Okay, my first suggestion is this. Euclid's Geometry. You need to read Euclid's Elements of Geometry. Okay, who who is Euclid? Now, Euclid is spelled E-U-C-L-I-D. Who is he and why is his book important? Euclid is a man whose name is basically synonymous with geometry. Synonymous with geometry. And he's not widely known now, but up until the early 20th century, His work, The Elements of Geometry, was considered one of the major textbooks that was studied in all European colleges, probably even American colleges. And his work has been considered probably the most influential book in the West, probably after the Bible. And I I mean that with all seriousness. There's very very little exaggeration there. Uh, His book was tremendously influential. It is a compendium of geometric thought, okay? And I'm going to talk a little bit about it, a little bit about him, a little bit about his book, 
and explain why it's so important and why you should you should check it out and spend a little bit of time studying it and how it will help you. We know very little about Euclid himself, almost nothing we know about him. All we really know about him is that he was an instructor who was opened up a he opened up a school near Alexandria, Egypt around uh, around the year 300. And his work is essentially considered uh, the, uh, the, the definitive compendium of ancient geometric knowledge. But we know, as I said, very little about his life, almost nothing, in fact. He was a schoolmaster, and by all accounts, he was a very kindly and generous man, as such people often are. And he saw it as his mission to collect and publish all of the existing geometric knowledge that was available in his day. And there's some funny anecdotes told about him. There's one example where a student asked him, uh, what benefit is studying geometry? What what profit am I going to get from it? And Euclid's response was to have a servant or a slave give the student an, a coin, an, an obol, which was a small unit, a small monetary unit, and said, here, you've just profited from my geometry class. So that's, 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 that's one of the stories, or the only story that I know of, told of, of Euclid. Now, his book essentially is, is broken down into different parts. It uh, Books 1 and 2 of Euclid's Elements of Geometry, they summarize the geometric work of uh, Pythagoras. Book 3 summarizes the work of Hippocrates of Chios. Book Five Eudoxus book books four six and eleven and twelve summarize the works of the later Pythagorean and Greek uh, geometricians and then and books uh, seven through ten deal with advanced more advanced mathematics in any case why do I think Euclid's elements of geometry are so important well this is the reason why okay I'll explain to you why. It is the method of reasoning that's used to... It's the way the book is constructed and the method of reasoning that he uses to arrive at the different geometric uh, axioms and proofs. You have to really see the book to really appreciate just how magnificent this architecture of logic is. He starts out with a proposition and then he follows with an illustration by using pictures and diagrams then he shows a proof, and then he reaches a general conclusion. So we've got this fourfold step of reasoning here. A fourfold step of reasoning. Proposition, illustration, proof, conclusion. Proposition, illustration, proof, conclusion. There is a wonderful architecture of logic here, and it combines both deductive reasoning and inductive reasoning, really. Um, and if you're interested, uh, d- inductive reasoning is simply reaching broad generalizations from specific observations, and deductive reasoning is just the opposite. But in any case, how this will sharpen our powers of thinking and reasoning is we get a general proposition that the author puts out, that Euclid puts out, and then he proceeds to test that proposition using different illustrations and diagrams and then he uses a, a elegant proof to prove what he's proposed and then reaches a general conclusion. So by going through this, this 
this rigorous mental process of starting with a generalized proposition and reaching a very specific conclusion, we can condition our minds as we go through the pages of Euclid's geometry to really see how a convincing and irrefutable argument can be constructed. Because the beauty of the book is it starts with very, very simple propositions. You don't need anything complicated to understand Euclid's elements. All you really need is a compass and a ruler. Basically, that's it. That's all you need. And what makes it so wonderful is you start with the very, very simple, the very general, you know, lines and points and squares and triangles and circles. And then you go to these very advanced, very complicated geometric diagrams and proofs and mathematical principles. And by doing that, we get a deep understanding of the architecture of reasoning, the architecture of argument. We can't help but improve when we do that. And I'm going to guess that many of you out there who are lovers of music are going to be very good at this and are going to really appreciate this type of reasoning and this type of mathematical um, uh, thinking, essentially. So in the old days, it wasn't really necessary to give this sort of advice to people because everybody knew about Euclid's elements. But of course, all the good stuff is not taught anymore. And so you have to rely on people like me to give you advice on these things because nobody else will. No one else is talking about it. No one else cares. No one else is doing anything about it. So I think uh, it's absolutely clear that Euclid's Elements has influenced a great many thinkers of the Western tradition. We know for a fact that the philosopher Spinoza modeled his masterwork, The Ethics, on Euclid's Geometry. And there's also a, a great story told about the philosopher, the, the political philosopher, Thomas Hobbes, who you may know was the author of the Leviathan, one of the classics of, of, um, of English political philosophy. He was apparently deeply influenced by Euclid's elements of geometry. In fact, that was one of the things that led him down the road of, of writing the Leviathan was he saw at a friend's house a book of Euclid's, Euclid's Elements opened on a certain page, and he said, boy, that's that's interesting. And he just went back, and he saw that every proposition in the book depended on something previous to it. So he basically started from the end and went all the way back and was just amazed at the elegant architecture of thought in Euclid's Elements of Geometry. So that that is a fantastic way to improve your powers of critical thinking and, to, you know, frankly, to discipline your way of thinking and to make your, your, your powers of, of, of logical development and persuasion almost irrefutable because by reviewing the elements, you'll be able to immediately, in any, in any argument, to identify the preliminary propositions and then you'll be able to take it from those specific preliminaries up through a generalized conclusion. And besides that, it's just it's just interesting knowledge to know, just the joy of, of, of knowing these things. And even if you don't care about mathematics, even if you're not a person of scientific bent, um, even if you have no interest in these things, you will like 
Euclid's Elements of Geometry. And, and I've put in the, the post for this podcast on my website, qcurtius.com, uh, a link where you can buy these books on Amazon if you decide to do that. So I'll say one more thing. If you're an advanced student and if you really want to take this a step further, if you really want to take this uh, ancient mathematical knowledge a step further, check out the works of Apollonius of Perga. Apollonius of Perga, he wrote a book on conic sections. It's called Conics. And it was a extreme, it's just, well, maybe it's not as elegant as Euclid's Elements of Geometry, but it's it's just as impressive a mathematical architecture. And that's where he talks about the laws pertaining to the parabola, the ellipse, and the hyperbola. And this work was very influential in in crafting the science of, of ballistics and projectiles. And if you really feel advanced, you should check out uh, Apollonius's book for your own edification as well. All right. So those are the suggestions. Again, I'll wrap. Uh, I will. I will summarize what I have said previously. The influences on our thinking, nature, and fortune. Number two, we need sound health in the form of diet, rest, exercise, and and uh, proper balance in our lives. Uh, Next, we need Euclid's Elements of Geometry and a careful study of Euclid's Elements of Geometry, which will teach us the ways of cycling through a logical problem. Again, proposition, illustration, proof, and conclusion. Proposition, illustration, proof, and conclusion. And if you feel advanced, you can check out Apollonius's book on conics. And the last suggestion I'm going to make about improving our powers of thinking and reasoning, is doing something to put these ideas into practice. In order to fire those synapses of your brain and to get you out of that fuzzy, slovenly, slimy way of thinking, you've got to do something that activates your survival impulse. You've got to be able to think and act on your feet. And that's why it's not enough just to sit and study books. We don't want to just become bookworms. That is not the goal here. We have to put our knowledge into practice. And we do that by the following activities. Taking up some sort of sport, martial art, either or public speaking, foreign language, or acting. Okay, I'll go through those again. Acting, sport, martial arts, public speaking, or foreign language. Each of those activities forces you... Each of those activities forces you to think on your feet, think rapidly, so that that theoretical knowledge that you learned in Euclid's Elements of Geometry can now be put into practice. You've got to be able to condition your mind to think rapidly and quickly. And that's how you will force yourself to improve your powers of logical and critical thinking and reasoning. Again, I'll go over those one more time, just so you get them. Acting, sports, martial arts, public speaking, and foreign foreign language speaking. And if we conscientiously and diligently do these things, you will see a huge increase in your powers of logical thinking and reasoning, which will help you in every aspect of your life. That will conclude our podcast tonight. I hope you've enjoyed it. I'm Quintus Curtius, 
And if you've enjoyed this podcast, I would ask you please to go to the iTunes store and rate me on iTunes so that others can find these podcasts. Until next time, I'm Quintus Curtius. Good night.